0: The workout is phenomenal. It's a 45 minute indoor cycling full body workout that's physical, musical, inspirational, and emotional. And it's really designed to take you on a journey over 45 minutes to leave you emotionally and physically, but more emotionally stronger at the end mm-hmm. than you were when you walked in the door.
1: Hi everyone, I'm Hetty Holmes and you're listening to The Dose Podcast, the home of healthy headness in search of balance. DOSE is an acronym for happy hormones dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin and endorphins, and we are obsessed with seeking out experiences that are not only good for us, but make us feel good. Think fitness festivals where adrenaline-fueled days transcend into majestic after parties, healthy food that doesn't compromise taste, cocktails that cut the sugar, and workouts that are as efficient as they are euphoric. And who better to kick off Season 2 than the world's original cardio party, SoulCycle, a brand who completely redefined fitness, health and happiness through its unique mind-body-soul experiences. To give you an idea of its popularity, more than 20,000 riders take SoulCycle classes every day to find joy in movement and to become the best version of themselves. Now, I had the absolute pleasure of catching up with a woman responsible for growing SoulCycle from seven studios in New York to 90 in 18 markets across the US and Canada. CEO, Melanie Whelan. She was in town launching their first international studio in London Soho at 3-4 Great Marlborough Street. The studio will be opening in mid-June and it's just the beginning. Now we're a tiny bit excited and we hope you enjoy. Melanie, thank you so much for making the time to see us today. Absolutely. I know it's been pretty busy in the build-up to London's Fair Cell Cycle launch. How is it all going? It's really exciting. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me here. It's absolutely absolute pleasure. Today. Yeah. Um, it's great. We have
0: been waiting for this for years, so we're, we're all, we, our team is probably as excited yeah. as the riders are.
1: Fabulous. And how did you go about finding the team? Did you bring people over from the US, or did you source instructors on the ground?
0: Yeah, it's a combination yeah. actually. Yeah. We, um, in most of this studios that we've opened in most of the markets in the states it's been a combination of local talent both on the instructor and the operator side as well as teams that we bring in from all other parts of the country so for this studio we're opening our first studio in Seoul in a couple of weeks, in the middle okay. of June. Yeah. Um, we have seven instructors that are going to open the studio for us. Four of them will come from the United States and okay. have been teaching for us for years. Yeah. And three okay. of them are locals whom we've brought over to the States to train with us for the last
1: couple of months. Wow. Fantastic. And so obviously there's been a lot of hype about SoulCycle coming to London for quite a few years. So why now? So we've been um, studying the market for a
0: couple of years now. Yeah. And for us, because we're such a local community business, when we open in a community, we really want to make sure we're in the right location, and that we develop the right relationships in that community to really become a fab- part of the fabric of people's lives. Yeah. And so this year, uh, we will open three or four studios that we have had our eye on and been developing for the last couple of years because it was important to us as we set up the team here yeah. to have multiple locations and multiple studios as we came into the market. That's so we're exciting. really excited about not just Soho, but what else is to come this year are
1: fabulous and I know you probably can't see at this time, but is this across the UK or London specifically? We're going to focus on London London. to start. Ah, Okay, wonderful. Okay, so uh, is this your second, third time in London, or have you been here multiple times before? I have been here multiple times. So (laughs) way back in my career,
0: um, I worked for the Virgin Group. Okay. So as a result, spent a lot of time at the HQ office here in London. and um, So this, for me personally, is a real dream come true. I think this is the most magical city. Yeah. How does London compare to New York in terms of its wellness scene? You know it's interesting because we have been studying the market for years. We've really seen it evolve very similarly to what we've seen in New York and the other major cities in the United States, which is, you know, we created boutique fitness 13 years ago. We were the first. Mm-hmm. There really was no boutique fitness. There were yoga studios and dance studios, but there wasn't really anything like Soul Cycle. Mm-hmm. And so we say a well, lot, we had to create the marketplace to put the product into because yeah. there really wasn't an, an industry um, or a model that we tried to emulate. Mm-hmm. And so what we've seen over the past couple of years is there's been a lot of development in the boutique fitness space, but what we do is fundamentally different in that it's experiential in the room. The workout is physical, musical, emotional, and inspirational, but what the magic, um, where the magic is really created is in the lobby of our studios, where you have 60 people having had this transformative experience coming out brushing shoulders, developing relationships, having conversations. And so for us, it's not just about the fitness or the wellness scene, but more around just culturally what's happening in these major cities around the world. Mm -hmm. And what we've seen over the last 13 years is that as we're so tethered to technology, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, that as human beings, we are such social creatures. We're looking for more and more ways to connect in real life. Mm -hmm. And SoulCycle has really played we think a meaningful role in our local communities of bringing people together mm. and so we're really excited for london because it is such a um busy culturally driven you know hard-working hard-playing culture and we think soul will give the citizens of London an opportunity to really slow down, put their phones away, come in for forty five minutes, yeah. and
1: connect with themselves and connect with each other. Yeah, because that's what we always talk about is this thing called healthy hedonism. So people like you and I that you know love our workouts, love love you know finding that endorphin rush wherever we can, but then also having time to you know you know find nice food and drinks with our friends and have that social time as well. And so do you think that there's a similar demographic in New York that's that's very like that? Because there's a real scene here for it. Very, very much. I mean, what we have seen,
0: especially in our um, New York City studios, is our evening classes are now the uh, majority of um, the young population because they're not going out to... Drink and eat in the same way. They're coming to Soul Cycle as a point of social connection, and yeah. that really becomes the main event of their evening yeah. versus going out uh, necessarily every night. Yeah. And so, what happens is they'll come together for a class. They'll spend time in the lobby, and then maybe they'll go get a juice afterward, and a salad, um, versus going out, you know, drinking and eating. And I think we've seen the same thing on the, uh, the corporate side. I mean, I know I've been to so many corporate dinners and steak dinners with wine, where you just don't feel good afterward, yeah. and you wake up in the morning thinking, "Why did I do that? It actually wasn't that fun." So yeah. we started very early on with this concept of sweat working. Where why go out to dinner with your colleagues, and why have a coffee breakfast with croissant in the morning with your colleagues? Come to SoulCycle. And And we'll program a whole class for you Mm -hmm. we will bring juice into the studio and make your sweat working actually happen in the lobbies of our studios and we've seen that that's a, a big part
1: um how we open new markets okay i bet that's so conducive to creativity and productivity as well having that workout first thing and coming straight out with all those endorphins rushing around It
0: also, for teams, I always find it really breaks down the barrier, right? You're with someone with whom you're in conference rooms having meetings and looking at spreadsheets. And then you put on some tights, put on a hat, go and listen to loud music in a room and have a great workout together. You start to really break down the human barriers between you and... I think relationships are just built in a much more productive and effective way. In that way, not just friendships, but
1: even from a colleague perspective. So we hear a lot how friendships are created in the lobbies after our classes. That's awesome. So can you tell me a little bit about your journey to becoming CEO? Of SoulCycle over the past, is it, how many years has it been now since you joined the team? So I joined SoulCycle
0: seven years ago, yeah. which I can't believe. My daughter was six weeks old. That's crazy and very as a, similar as a to new yours. Mom of
1: of a six week old, I have the hugest respect. That's just insane. Were you on the ground running at that stage, or were you just kind of easing yourself into the new role? I was. So yeah. I, I was much more um, easing myself yeah. in. My, but my, you had a two-month, uh, two-year-old. Two-year-old. Well. <laughs> yeah. So That's I was busy. Pretty,
0: yeah. Um, I. Before I joined SoulCycle, I ran business development for Equinox, uh, the fitness company in the States. Mm -hmm. And my role was really looking for new growth opportunities for the Equinox group overall. And the five years I was there, we, we did a couple of things. We started a yoga brand called Pure Yoga. We started a brand called Blink Fitness, which is a budget fitness concept in the States. Uh, And then we acquired SoulCycle when there were seven locations all based in Manhattan. So really small business, 22 people in the HQ office working behind our laundry room in our Tribeca studio, which happened to be eight blocks south from where I lived. And um, I had met the, the co-founders of SoulCycle back in 2008, so a couple of years before we acquired the business and had developed a relationship with them over the years. So once we signed the deal, I started working full-time with them on building out the management team, working on the real estate pipeline, and figuring out how we were going to scale this from seven studios. We thought we would have 20 studios one day. Mm-hmm. That was our, our big ambition. Yeah. Um, And I ended up after six months joining them full-time. Right after the deal closed, I found out I was pregnant with Charlotte, my daughter. Mm -hmm. And I said, let me stay here in my current role while I'm pregnant. And after she was born, I just couldn't wait to get over there to start. So they were wonderful. They um, enabled me to nip home and, and see her and feed her and then come back into the office. So I very much eased in. But I don't really know how to do anything halfway. So yeah. I, <laughs> I was sucked in pretty fast. Yeah. And honestly, at that point in the business, there was so much to do. We knew that uh, we had lightning in a bottle. The response from the riders was, you know, can you open here? Can you come here? We need you in LA. We need you in San Francisco. We need you in Chicago. Mm. So the question for us was, how do you prioritize and then how do you build something without letting the wheels fall off yeah. because we could have gone much faster, but I don't think we would have been able to build the brand and the experience on a solid foundation if we hadn't invested in the team and the process as we went. Yeah. So it was a, re- it was a really exciting time. but. I, I don't remember much of it because yeah. I wasn't sleeping at night <laughs> we were working crazy during yeah. the day
1: and are the two founders involved in the business oh. now with you do they do they kind of attend meetings and things or? not, not anymore. anymore
0: so after um, four years they yeah. exited the business yeah. and um, they were on our board for a little while but they've moved on to new adventures as yeah. well they're incredibly creative entrepreneurs so
1: yeah it must be amazing to see like the baby you've created grow to such an extent I, mean,
0: I, I think so yeah I think so I mean it's been yeah. incredible for all of us there are many of us who've been involved in the business from the beginning. Yeah. A lot of our team has grown up within the company. So we have instructors now who've been teaching with us for 10 years, opening our London studio. Yeah. We have operators who started part-time at the front desk yeah. running this market for us. Exactly. And so to watch them grow within the business, you know, for us, it's been wonderful because we believe fundamentally in personal development and personal transformation. That's yeah. what we do in the room. But then to see them grow internally it's great for them and it's great for us because they carry the culture mm. when they move to new markets and move into new roles. So yeah. that's probably been one of the most rewarding things about growing so fast.
1: Yeah. I, I read somewhere, I don't know if it was maybe in another podcast you gave, but um, there was a, a kind of crisis when all the servers went down and you guys had to just handle bookings yourselves over the phone. Mm. But it was like testament to how solid your team was that they, everyone just was all hands on deck getting it done. And um, yeah, tell me a little bit about that. So we
0: release our signups Monday at noon for yeah. the week. So all of our inventory, all of our classes goes live Monday at noon. About 25% of those of our classes are booked within the first three minutes. Mm-hmm. And so what that means is you have incredible pressure on the servers, right? Because you're getting pounded with traffic and people are trying to book the exact bike they want. So they're mm-hmm. all over your site and system. So we launched a new site back in 2013 or 14, I can't remember. And it crashed the first Monday that we, we had launched it. And we were so excited because we'd invested in this great platform. And I will never forget sitting in the studio. I'm sorry, sitting in our office and watching everyone start standing up as we could all see what was happening. And the worst thing was that the system wasn't set up to actually receive a booked bike. So you could book a bike multiple times. Okay. So by way of example, one of our most popular master instructors in her front row had an average of 10 people booked for each bike oh gosh. <laughs> because it, we caught it after a minute and yeah. shut it down. But just in that minute, we had 10 people book. Yeah. So what happened was we decided we we're stopping all work in HQ. We became a full customer service center for a week. We had 100 people that did everything from real estate development and construction through to marketing that just became our customer services called Your Soul Matters. They become Your Soul Matters reps. And we had to call all of our riders, apologize, rebook them, add classes. If someone had booked three times for Marvin, we added Marvin's class in the afternoon, and he very kindly taught extra classes to get everyone in. So while that was happening, we were then also working on the side to make sure that Monday at noon was coming again in seven days. So how are we going to be ready? So it didn't happen again. So. It's those moments where you see not just how great your team is and how willing everybody is to pitch in, but how business is like going to business school and yeah. you just figure it out and you got to figure it out fast and when you have a great team around you anything is possible but the, the, that was one of the darkest Mondays we've ever had yeah
1: it doesn't seem to have affected the trajectory too much <laughs> um, so tell me as a, as a mom of two how do you find work-life balance then with your role of CEO of SoulCycle like how do you make sure that you're spending enough time with the family and you're you know smashing it at work yeah so ooh. I probably have a somewhat controversial answer
0: to this only in that I don't really believe in work life balance yeah. only because I think you have one life mm-hmm. and work is one piece of that mm-hmm. and your family is one piece, your motherhood is one piece, your friends is one piece, your personal growth and development is one piece, your fitness, and it all has to fit into this pie, right? And so as you look at the pie of your life, what I try to do and I advocate for is figure out which slice needs the most focus in this moment. And so I work a lot, I spend a lot of time when I can with my kids, with my husband, Mm. with my friends, I try to work out four or five times a week, But what's most important, I believe, is just to be present in whatever slice of the pie that you're in. So Mm -hmm. when I'm with my kids, if I only see them for 30 minutes at night when I come home, I make that 30 minutes really count Mm -hmm. because it's really easy to be sort of texts are going, and email on the phone is going, and you're kind of putting them to bed, you're kind of reading a story, or like I'm kind of grocery shopping in my head for the next day, Mm. and I just work really hard to be super present for them so they at least feel like when mom's here, she's really here. I ask them a lot of questions about their day and their friends and their work and the playground and the soccer goal, and just be really in there so that I know that I won't see them for three days. I'm in London this week and I won't see them. But we FaceTime twice a day and we talk about everything that's happening. Yeah. So um, it's really, really hard to know if you're doing it right. Mm. Right? We always think we should be working more. We should be mothering more. Mm. We should be going on dates with our husbands more. We should be the best friend to our friends. Yeah. And all you can do is be present and give yourself permission to know that you're doing the best that you can in yeah. the moments that you have
1: that's great advice it's all just life at the end of the day and i think you're right just being super present in the moment is is the way to do it and so so going back to the london launch, so obviously it's going to be in soho I yes that match um is it great marlborough street is it that is indeed and so why was that location so important to you guys is it was it something did you look around for quite a long time before you settled on a, on a spot Ooh, yeah.
0: yes <laughs> we looked around for for quite a long time yeah, okay. What we try to do in the markets that we go into is really create a cultural moment and a community moment we want to be in a highly trafficked area where we've got great street front presence where people can see the brand and understand that the brand is there Mm -hmm. but also that we are on your way coming and going and so if you look at all of our real estate in uh, the united states it's a lot of Corners and street front presence and we've invested really heavily in that because we want to make sure that that that's the best marketing that we can do for the brand mm-hmm. We don't spend a lot on marketing. We are a word-of-mouth business and we believe the experience speaks for itself mm-hmm. But we have 92 billboards around the states and that's also how we've built the brand is through the real estate that we've chosen and we just felt that great Marlowe Street with the foot traffic and the charm of the area that it was the perfect location for us to start and yeah. We also have on the inside a lot of requirements around how we build out the space, So, and you'll come and and you'll see that the studio uh, is very purposefully designed for the noise isolation because the sound and the music is such a critical part of our experience, and we want to make sure that it really does, we say, envelop you so you're riding in the music, Mm -hmm. not at the music. And so our ability to isolate the box and isolate the studio puts a lot of requirements on the real estate that we choose. Mm. And so uh, we do a lot of what we call test fits and sound tests and things to make sure that we can actually build. And it just took us a lot of time to find the right mix of the inside works for the experience, and the outside works for the community.
1: Fabulous. And do you do kind of collaborations for your retail areas at all, like other studios here? Yes. Yeah.
0: So you'll see. I'm so excited for you to come and I can't see. Wait. <laughs> so our retail is actually a big piece of our experience. And yeah. um, what we find is SoulCycle is a little bit like Disney, where you come in and you go on the roller coaster and you have lunch with Mickey Mm -hmm. and then you want to take a little piece of it with you home and you'll see this with your daughter. She gets a little older and then you get home and you're like, I have mouse ears and I've been to Disney four times and I bought another pair of mouse ears and you do that because you want to take a piece of the experience with you, right? You've had this great time and you buy the lanyard and you buy the t-shirt and you buy the mouse ears and that's kind of how Soul Cycle Retail was born. Yeah. People have this great experience in the room and they come out and they want to take a piece of that with them. And so from the beginning, we have partnered with great brands like Lululemon, like Nike and branded all of our retail so that... The, the tribe can kind of take a piece with them and also self-identify as part of SoulCycle. And hopefully you'll see soon our silver retail bags that say SoulCycle on the side have really become almost a badge of honor that people like to carry to say, I ride at Cycle, you ride at Cycle. There's a little wink and a nod that happens when you see someone on the street. So what we did two years ago is uh, built a team to design our own product. So, we launched this year a brand called Soul by Soul Cycle, which is our own uh, lifestyle and athletic apparel designed specifically for our workout. Mm-hmm. So, if you think about indoor cycling, you're leaning over a bike so you want a top to hit you a little bit higher Mm -hmm. you want a tight to rise a little bit higher if you think about how sweat will come down your back when you're riding a bike it pools at the lower part of your back so we've technically designed our line for our workout after studying for 13 years Mm -hmm. what people like to wear what the instructors like to wear and we launched it this year in our studios um, online in a direct-to-consumer platform and then also with Nordstrom in the United States on a wholesale basis and we're seeing tremendous growth of that business so I'm really excited for you to come in and try some of our product because again it's just it's a big part of what we do yeah
1: fabulous and how I mean there's quite a few competitor brands in London on the spot how do you deal with that do you have you been around looking at what they're doing and obviously you were one of the first in market but how do you think that your workout compares
0: yes You know, we very much view this in the States as what we're competing for is people's time and people's attention Mm -hmm. because there are a lot of ways for consumers to spend their time now, whether in fitness whether in wellness, generally, whether eating in great restaurants, um, whether binge-watching Netflix. There is so much great content out there now for people to consume. And so what we need to make sure of is that every time someone comes into our studio, they have an exceptional experience. And that can be a great class, that can be a great connection with someone in the lobby, that can be um, a smoothie or a piece of retail that they take with them. But because we're a paper class model, we are only as good as our last ride. And so the hospitality and the connection that we try to create in our lobbies is really how we differentiate ourselves. Mm-hmm. The workout is phenomenal. It's a 45 minute indoor cycling full body workout that's physical, musical, inspirational, and emotional. And it's really designed to take you on a journey over 45 minutes to leave you emotionally and physically, but more emotionally stronger at the end mm-hmm. than you were when you walked in the door. But people come for the workout but stay for the connections they find in the lobby and the hospitality of our teams. Mm -hmm. And so we really view ourselves not in the boutique fitness category. We Mm -hmm. view ourselves as a a community and experiential business, but we still really challenge ourselves to make sure we're doing it better every single time. Because as I said, people are so busy, Yeah, we have to make sure that this is the best value for mm. your focus.
1: Yeah. And so do you have a strict no phones policy in we the do. studio? Yeah. We do. It's interesting.
0: I've been asked so much about this mm. in London. Uh, I don't get asked this in the States at all because I think it's just known that we believe that technology doesn't have a place in front of you in the room mm-hmm. and that because we are so tethered to our phones 24 seven, that the beauty of soul cycle as you come in and you'll see in our lockers, they're charging stations in the locker. So you leave your phone charging in your locker and come in tech free for 45 minutes the mental clarity that comes from that is really exceptional, especially, Mm. I think, for um, moms of young children, Mm. when you literally feel like you are being pulled 24 hours a day. You want that time. Just to have 45, it's a gift. It really is a gift to be able to not have anyone reach you for 45 minutes. Um, So yes, there will be no technology in the room here, and I think you'll be surprised to see how great it
1: is. Yeah, because there is a bit of a trend here at the moment with kind of influencers going around and, like, you know, taking selfies in classes, which is quite off-putting, actually, like, especially if you're there to be in the moment with the instructor. And I know a lot of students do ban it, but some don't. Mm -hmm. And it's actually really refreshing that there's just a strict no policy so that, that's wonderful we, um, we have lots of instagramable moments around the studio okay. lots of fun branding and neons and things yeah. but not in the dark room right that's good <laughs> are there any like master instructors that we need to look out for when we, when we attend the launch days oh so honestly all of the instructors are great yeah. and what's interesting about
0: them is they're all unique Right? So Marvin Foster, who's one of our senior um, master instructors in the States, Mm -hmm. who also leads all of our recruiting, scouting, and training globally, he will be opening this market with us. And he's phenomenal. He's been teaching. He and I actually started the same week seven years ago. um, And he's one of my absolute favorites. The the city of New York is a little devastated that he's leaving, but he's (laughs) great. Um, We have a guy named Mantis who's been teaching with us for years. He's a senior instructor as well. His class is Phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a woman coming from Vancouver named Abby who is great, and we have a woman named Kat. Ke- I mean, they're all great, yeah. but they're all unique. And the beautiful thing about it is you'll find your person. Mm-hmm. You know, the Soul Cycle experience is its a consistent workout. There's a, a framework through which we lead the class, but every instructor is unique. They have a different music, different message, different vibe. And so, what we find are these little micro tribes form within the bigger tribe of Soul Cycle around what Marvin creates in his room, what Mantis creates in his room, what Abby will create in her room. Mm -hmm. So you sometimes you have to try two
1: or three to really find your person. Yeah. But once you find your person, then then you're hooked. Yeah. And is it a lot to do with music as well? Do they each have a specific sound that they like to play in the studio, or is there a Soul Cycle sound? There, there is the Soul Cycle sound is
0: great music. Yeah. They each have their own taste mm-hmm. and they each curate. Every playlist is hand selected and curated for every class. So every class is entirely unique. You'll never hear the same playlist twice. Mm-hmm. And we call it musicing, and the study of music is a big part of our training program because we believe that music fuels the workout, fuels the emotional unlock, and fuels the experience. Mm-hmm. And so it's a big part. I wouldn't say... We don't go by genre. It's not like this is a rock class or a hip-hop class. Mm -hmm. You'll hear a little bit of everything over the 45 Mm -hmm. minutes. Um, But occasionally, we will put theme rides on the calendar. So... Uh, a Beyonce theme ride, a Coldplay theme ride. So look for those because those can be really fun.
1: Cool. And I also read that you're working on it. is it a concert at the moment, a Soul by Soul Cycle concert? Yes. Is that specifically for the U.S. or is that going to go on tour?
0: That is going on tour. Yes. Oh, uh, we announced last year we started a media division because we we survey our riders a lot. We ask for a lot of feedback. 86% of our writers on a quarterly basis tell us they want to spend more ways with SoulCycle and they want to take that 45 minute feeling and turn it into a more interactive relationship. So we launched a media division with the goal of closing the gap on the other 23 hours and 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. And so the first thing we did is we launched playlisting with Apple Music last year. So you can now find on Apple Music what we call inspirational playlists. So great music with tracks overlaid from our instructors, um, inspiring you the way that they do in the room. Um, and then the next thing that we did was launch a concert series called Sound by Soul Cycle, which are live activations with artists typically who ride with us mm-hmm. so we just hosted one in uh, downtown LA with Sierra wow. who's a big soul cycle rider um, she performed for 45 minutes a live set we had six bikes on the stage they rode almost like performance art with her actively to the, the set 50 bikes in front for our most Uh, engaged riders in the community they come in and they get to ride the concert Mm -hmm. and then we have 500 people out dancing and listening to her in a a bar and retail and and fun stuff so it's a we believe this is kind of the future of music Mm -hmm. is interactive concert events that aren't just auditory but are really interactive where you can again be in the music yeah. so we're going to bring that to london hopefully
1: this fall it's amazing and i really see this as the new hedonism right you're not going to concerts anymore to like drink and you know take substances you're, you're there and you're getting those amazing happy hormones firing from within from workouts and the music the combination of which is, is pretty amazing yeah that's incredible i can't wait for that Um, So going back to your personal life, so obviously you're in London for the launch, but are you going to spend a bit of time in London with your family or are you kind of in and out going to go back?
0: So I'll be back to open the studio in a couple of weeks and plan to spend a few weeks here in June. Uh, But we have a really wonderful team on the ground, so I'll be back when we open our next few studios in the fall, but the, the team here has got it.
1: Awesome. Are you going to travel around the UK at all or are you going to stick to London?
0: Probably we'll stick to London. We're Maybe. actually popping up in Cannes uh, for the media festival oh, the, the same week that we open in London. So I'll, I'll be down there for a couple of days yeah. and then um, I will be back this summer to start looking at real estate in the surrounding areas of yeah. London because we're, we're really excited about this market overall.
1: Yeah, because we're seeing at the moment it's kind of creeping out to other counties and cities like uh, Manchester's, and the next mm-hmm. big one, and Bristol, even where I'm from. I mean, it's got to reach there at some point in Devon. I think the whole of the UK is just waking up now to beauty fitness and how it has a transformative effect on your mind and soul and so that's super exciting yeah and uh, back to you in terms of um inspirational tips for female entrepreneurs and women looking to get ahead in business do you have any any advice for them starting out
0: well um i can just relay my own experience Mm -hmm. which i think the best advice comes from your own path taken or lived yeah um which is it takes a lot of hard work. There there are no easy answers. There are no real life hacks, I think. Um, it, it's. There is incredible energy around innovation. And the pace of change is so great. In my view, that opens so much opportunity. There is so much cool stuff happening right now in everything from fintech to consumer to direct-to-consumer commerce. There's so much happening. And so... There's so much opportunity in that. I mean, I mean, I think 20 years ago when I started working, it was like, where are you going to work and what are you going to be when you grow up? Mm-hmm. And that paradigm has completely shifted now where it's like, what are you going to be for right now? Mm-hmm. And then go back and learn a new skill and start something else. And don't feel so committed to the journey knowing that careers ultimately are like jungle gyms and you should be moving sideways to catapult up to move sideways again to keep learning and developing mm-hmm. so I, I would just say a couple of things one is Work really hard because mm-hmm. the opportunity is to be made by yourself right the only thing you can control is who you are and what you bring yeah. um, Two is keep your head up because there's so much cool stuff happening so yeah. the idea of networking and really understanding the trends and what you're interested in the brands that are innovating in a way that's resonant for you or great people that you've worked with previously mm-hmm. that you would follow anywhere always be thinking about Uh, the world around you and all this cool stuff that's happening Um, but the last thing that I would say it sort of goes back to the work-life balance thing which is be really present when you are in a project be there and while you should always be networking and keeping your eyes open to new opportunity I think this generation in particular is very focused on what's next and what's for me next and um, while that's important to drive your own development in your career I do think great power comes from digging in deep with where you are and making the most of the opportunity that's in front of you Mm -hmm. so that's great I don't know if that's helpful no that's really good advice thank (laughs) you
1: and do you have any like tips that you tell your younger self if you could go back in time and, and tell the younger Melanie to Yeah, just things to look out for in the future or things to be assured about.
0: I have made plenty of mistakes, so I can think of a piece of advice I would give myself every year, probably. Um, But generally, I think just to not take it all so seriously. Mm -hmm. I was very and I still am, but very driven in my career and very focused on accomplishing, accomplishing. Yeah. And that's largely what the education system teaches you, right? We all go to school and the goal is to get top marks and to move on and to move in a linear order, first grade to second grade to third grade. And to you go through that type of education system to be set into a career path kind of approach it the same way it's about the next step and the next step yeah. and now like I said the, the world has changed so much in terms of all the entrepreneurialism and all of the innovation and all of the the retooling opportunities to say I'm going to be a coder yeah great I'm going to go take a year off I'm going to learn yeah. how to code and I'm going to go become an engineer because that's where the future is right that um and if I look back, I wouldn't take it all so linearly seriously. Although, you know, I feel very fortunate with where my path has taken me as well.
1: Yeah. Kind of well, thank you so much for taking the time. to speak Absolutely. Us today. Hey, It's so fun. So fun. I can't wait to see the workout. Can you tell us when you will be launching?
0: We're going to open uh, June 13th. June 13th. Will be our first day. Wonderful. It's a Thursday. Okay. That will be the only week where we don't launch our signups on monday we're gonna yep. launch them in the day before we open okay and then starting the following monday which i believe is june 17th we'll go mon- live with our signups for the
1: week um and i will be here for those two weeks around opening so yeah. please come in awesome well thank you so much again Absolutely. and then um, it's been an absolute pleasure ah great to chat thank you If you have any questions about any of the content discussed in today's podcast, please drop us a line at hello at whateveryourdose.com. You can also refer to the links in the show notes below. Want to know more about dose? Visit www.whateveryourdose.com and sign up to receive our weekly newsletters for feel-good content and events across fitness, food and drink to get your happy hormones firing.